You are listening to episode 77 of the Level Up Your Wedding Business podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Petrinovich, and at the core of this show, I want you to feel inspired to take your business to the next level. And I want to give you the tools and practical advice to help you along the way. So let's level up together. Today's episode is all about Instagram Reels. If you have been living under a rock, Instagram Reels are a new-ish, not so new, um, portion of the Instagram platform where you can upload a TikTok-like video in a vertical format, and it is blowing up. And today, my guest, Alicia from Alicia Films, is an expert in all things Instagram Reels, and that's what we are chatting about today. So Alicia is a destination wedding and elopement videographer based in Portland, Oregon. She specializes in engaging wedding films for non-traditional couples who want their story told through a fun, music-driven video to share with family and friends. On top of that, she's an educator that offers mentorships for other videographers and has come out with guide templates and courses to help others redefine the industry with client experience and high-quality storytelling films. With a degree in psychology and education, she's now focused on her videography education and helps encourage those to kill it in social media and start additional income streams for their businesses. Welcome to the show, Alicia. Hey, Alicia. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, I'm so excited, Taylor. I have been listening to your podcast for years, so I'm just super excited to be doing this episode with you. Yay! Well, I've been following you for quite a while, too, so the feeling is mutual. I'm excited to chat with you. Um, And what we're talking about mostly today is going to be Instagram Reels, which is like the hot topic on Instagram right now. So um, if anyone listening to this is very curious about whether Reels is something that you want to get into or how to even go about that, um, Alicia is your girl. She's been crushing it. But before we kind of get into that, Alicia, I would love to hear a little bit about you, how you got started and what your business looks like. Oh my gosh, you're so nice. Okay, yes. So hi, everyone. My name is Alicia and I run Alicia Films, an elopement and destination wedding videography business. I'm based in Portland, Oregon, but I've been all around the US capturing weddings. My editing style is inspired by nostalgic Super 8 cameras, travel documentaries, and rom-com movies. Um, How I got started is actually kind of funny. Um, So this goes back to like freshman year of college, I want to say like six years ago, and I traveled to Italy. And I made my first travel video with just my iPhone. And I just kind of stitched it all together, made a little video with music. And that sparked this whole passion of making like travel videos on YouTube, you know, like where you'd watch like those cute little travel aesthetic videos. And I just wanted to be that like so much. So I got into travel blogging and I got my first like real camera and I started going to like Mexico and Hawaii and making these travel films, but I had no idea what I was doing really. So it didn't really take off. And once I switched over to a university, I just really turned it more into a hobby. So after a couple of years of that, um, I got approached by my mom, who is a wedding photographer. She came up to me and was like, why don't you make wedding videos for my couples this year? And I was like, oh my gosh, no, mom, that's, that's so much pressure. Like, I don't want to deal with bridezillas, you know? And she was like, oh my gosh, it's not like that. Especially the couples I book. Like, it's not like that at all. Like, you're going to have so much fun. I see you doing that, you should just come and just try it out. Like, I'll tell them that you're doing it for free. And we'll just work out something where it will give you no pressure. So I was like, okay. And then I did it. And I just like, 
researched so many wedding videos on like YouTube and Instagram. And I was like, wow, this is a huge industry. And this is so much fun. This, I was really seeing that I could do this, but I was being held back by the one camera I had. So after working with my mom that entire first year, I just jumped head first into it. Um, I did kind of have a slow start because I was in college. I was juggling school, my job at Dutch Bros. I had to really learn how to manage my time. But after college, it was like my second year of business. I went on a four month trip around Asia. And I feel like that trip really rediscovered my why and how I fell in love with capturing travel and people and how that ties into love stories and wedding days. And it was honestly just this magical pivoting moment in my career because from that point on, I just really buckled down and went full time and put 110% back into my business. And I tried super hard to make my editing stand out and like something that I truly love to do. So yeah, that's where I am today now in my fourth year of business. And today I not only make just wedding videos, I offer mentorships for other wedding videographers starting out, branding videos for other wedding vendors. And in a couple of weeks, I'll be selling digital products to help people run their business. So I feel like it's been just this huge full circle. And I don't know, this year, I feel like 2021, I was like, wow, like I've just come so far. So I'm always so happy to share that story, but yeah. Amazing. Well, I can like feel your passion for what you do, like coming through the screen. So it's really inspiring. Um, So how how many weddings are you doing right now? Or I guess projects, you can talk about non-wedding projects if you want. And like, are they, are you traveling for the most of, uh, most Mm -hmm. of them? Um, And then like, if you can give us a kind of a vague understanding of like what you're charging. Yeah. Okay. So this year I just booked my 33rd wedding like this morning. So that was fun for 2021 Um, for 2021. Yeah. I get booked very last minute. It's very interesting. I think other videographers can kind of understand that, but in my first couple years of business, I started at like a couple hundred dollars and that was fun. And I was only doing like 10 or 15 weddings a year. But when I came back from Asia and COVID hit, I rebranded myself as adventure elopements so I could, you know, capture more of that travel, like documentary style slash wedding video style. And that to me was just adventure elopements. So I rebranded that in 2020 actually ended up being my best year because of COVID. And that's when I bumped up my prices to like two or $3,000. That was like my average. And I did like 25 weddings last year. Okay. Then this year, my starting prices now are three to 5,000 and yeah, and now we're hitting over 30. So I feel like 2022, we're just going to keep going up because I cannot keep up with this. It's, it's crazy. And I'm, I'm trying to be so grateful, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh, there's one half of me that's getting burnt out. But then the other half is like, no, you're doing great. Like keep it up. So yeah. Did that answer your question? (laughs) No. Yes. That was That was perfect. And I love the timing of your rebrand. Like that couldn't have been better for you (laughs) in the wake of COVID. Yeah, Yeah, it was. And a lot of my couples were like, oh my gosh, thank God we booked an elopement with you. Like we have no worries. And I was like, yeah, like good thing. (laughs) Very lucky. Okay. So I would love to talk about social media, Instagram being the primary, um, 
and reels. So I guess let's start a little bit more vague and then we can kind of dial things in a little bit more specifically. Um, So what role would you say Instagram has played in your business like overall? Okay. That's a great thing to talk about because Instagram is my main platform for everything. I've pretty much neglected Facebook. I know I shouldn't do that, but I've neglected Facebook and I didn't really get into like SEO and blogging until this year. So all of my work has come from like, I want to say 70% has been Instagram and 30% have been like referrals from photographers or planners. So yeah, Instagram's pretty much my main platform. And when reels became a thing, all of my photographer friends were like, oh my God, you're so lucky. You have all this video content. And my first couple reels, if you scroll down, they're kind of hilarious. They only got maybe like a couple hundred views. And I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like I never got into TikTok. So I was just like, I don't know. And then I finally like, that's when Clubhouse took off. And we talked a lot about it on Clubhouse with Reels and everyone needs to be on Reels, Reels, Reels. And so I finally like found my workflow with Reels. And since that, I've had a couple Reels just go viral. And that has exponentially made me grow on Instagram. Like last November, so that was what, like seven or eight months ago. That's kind of like when Reels were starting. Um, I had 2000 followers. And so in just like six months, I've gained four or 5,000 followers. And that's basically from reels because when a reel takes off, it's just the follower count grows and people ask me, oh, well, okay. Does that give you any return? And I'm like, actually, yeah, I get a lot of new videographers reaching out for me for mentorships and couples saying that they found me through a reel. Like that's crazy, but it's done so much for my business. So I'm very happy to stick with Instagram and keep Instagram as my main platform. And now that reels are a thing and it's really helping me. Yeah, definitely sticking with it and teaching others how to, how to get on the real train. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So then let's go mm-hmm. ahead and talk about how to get on the real train and kind of your, your uh, approach and what you have found works the best. So I feel like as videographers, there's like pretty much like two routes we can take with reels. Like the first one being just literally just using our work. Like we mm-hmm. make videos, right? Like, so it's easy yes. to like kind of ed- edit them vertically and then post it up there as a reel, or you can create a more, I would call it like, like a trend, like a, mm-hmm. like a TikTok trend, like yes. a real trend. So which, uh, have you experimented with both? And if so, like what has been kind of like your findings? Okay. So when it comes to those, I've done both. And what works the best as in views is um, the trends. So being entertaining, being funny, doing some kind of trendy audio that's just taking off right now. Everyone's kind of doing it. Um, That has always gotten more views for me. But the ones where I showcase like more work, like the one I just posted was um, why you need to hire a DJ. I just pulled the last wedding I did and I got a shot of the DJ turning on his lights and then all the dancing footage. I just kind of did that with reels like that, where you're kind of pulling video content from your weddings. I feel like those ones have the best engagement. Like those ones have the most like shares from those vendors and, um, comments of people being like, oh my gosh, I appreciate this, you know, like things like that. Whereas the entertaining ones get all the views and the followers. I feel like you're like your raving fans or the people have always 
followed you appreciate your education stuff and your work, you know? So I feel like you could hit both. I feel like it's a good mix to do both. But um, yeah, if you're just looking for the views and for traction, then definitely entertaining and trendy and funny and all that. But I know that's not for everyone. That's the thing. Like a lot of my mentees are like, oh, I don't, I hate talking in front of the camera. And then I'm like, all right, well then, you know, just stick to the wedding content. But yeah, that's typically what I've seen is more traction on the entertaining and funny ones. Yeah, I would, uh, that's what I was going to guess. Um, <laughs> I've, I've posted exactly two reels. I'm looking at my Instagram right now. So I mean, this is that we're recording on July 1st, 2021. So if you're listening to this in the future and you like go fact check me, it may be inaccurate when you look. So don't, don't come at me, but I posted exactly two reels and I would say that they get, they got more views than like my average, um, just like video that I might randomly post. So like this one has 4,800 views and I only have like 2,300 followers. So like double my follower count. Um, in views. Whereas I would say a video, um, an average video on mine will get like 800. So, I mean, that's four or five times as many views at least. So just there, like you get more exposure, but yes, um, I've definitely considered doing um, like the trendy ones. Like I have no shame. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to like dance in front of a camera, like no problem. Um, but I'm specifically like targeting luxury and I don't think that necessarily like speaks to like a luxury clientele, mm, you know, yeah. they just, they think about things a little bit differently. Um, but lots of subsets of the market, like definitely would appreciate that. And as you said, like you're trying to do more, some like education and mentorships and things like that. So, um, mm -hmm. super smart. So for somebody who's like, I kind of want to get into reels, like maybe I want to maybe try to do like some sort of trend, like what would you say would be like the first step? Like, how do you start? Uh, so the first basic tip that I usually tell people is that quality does matter. So if you're filming in your room, you or any room in your place, you want to make sure that it has good natural light and you're not using the crazy filters that too that put too much of that like overlay effect or moving dust particles on your screen. Like you want the natural looking filters. They're just the best in my opinion or ones that match your brand colors. So for me, I pick ones that don't distort my face, you know, in any way. Okay. I am guilty a little bit of the ones like putting eyelashes on me because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to put on makeup just for a real. I'm just going to slap one on, you know, that like gives me some lashes, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, you know, you don't want like the crazy looking ones. Um, and for me, that's, I pick ones that don't distort my face. Uh, they have a slight warmth to them and have grain since my brand is a mix of modern editing and super eight film. So I suggest having like a go-to filter that you use every single time. So kind of like with brand consistencies, when someone sees your reel, they automatically know like from your colors, from you filming in the same room with the same light every time, like they'll just recognize that. And if they haven't followed you yet, if they see that same reel of you doing some other trendy audio in the same place, the same effects, they're going to like recognize that and then eventually follow you, you know? So yeah, there's that tip. And then something else I've realized is that your reel will perform better if it's something that's relatable and shareable. So you don't just want to like use anything like when you see on the reel, like when you're scrolling through and you're just like trying to pick one, like pick one that's relatable and shareable to 
your work. So not every reel needs to be this. It could be a mix of education, behind the scenes, entertaining reels, et cetera. But the ones that people will relate to and would want to share in their stories perform better on average. So for me, I do a mix of everything. And um, yeah, I feel like if you just pick something that you like, then go for that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So basically in a nutshell, um, you scroll through like the explore, like explore reels mm-hmm. page, you find a trendy one and then you just kind of recreate it, but, uh, make it towards your business. I mean, when you, when you hop on reels, you're seeing all kinds of different content. You're going to see like makeup tutorials, travel, like funny mm-hmm. cat videos, like you're going to see a million different things, but you want to pick something that you feel like can relate to you, but it's also like trending. Like you've heard that audio come up like many, many times. Yeah. And I like to tell people like, okay, you see a trend and you see everyone doing the same thing. Try and do that, but then try and give yourself a little creative twist with it, you know, because people like original content over seeing the same thing over and over again. Like, yeah, the trend is going off because it's a trend and people are loving it. But if you do something creative with it on your own, then it could, you know, spark a whole nother trend. So I always encourage people to just constantly think outside the box. Like this one reel I just did, um, I found an audio from, it was like the family guy episode voice of Peter saying something. And I went into my final cut program. I just like uploaded that audio and then added like this remix drop song and turned that trendy audio of like an eight second clip to like a full 20 to 30 second teaser of like my best work when it like the beat drops and it just like goes hard and everyone's like oh my gosh like this is such a fun audio and I'm like yeah I just kind of switched it up and completely changed it but I got inspiration just from seeing that one trend so yeah I always encourage people like even though you could hop on the trend train it's easy that way because it's just like okay just recreate it um try your best to put a creative twist on it because I feel like that could do better for you in the long run and keep your creative juices flowing. So yeah. That's such a great tip. I love that. Mm -hmm. I would never think to like create a new audio. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a whole workflow for creating my own audio, at least for wedding videographers. I don't know if you want to hear it, but we could get into that later if you want. Um, It's definitely like final cut driven. So yes. Yeah. I edit all of my like songs and audio for like my actual wedding films, but I didn't think to like apply that to like a real situation. I love that. So creative. Finally, bring that fine art look of film photography to your wedding films. The Illumlets offer a rich palette of colors and beautiful soft tones that can help you achieve that gorgeous fine art look that brides absolutely love. I personally use Illumlets for my own wedding films, and from the very first time I used them, I was hooked. They've helped me elevate my brand and my business, and my clients have never been happier. Visit illumlets.com and enter the promo code LEVELUP at checkout to receive 15% off your purchase. That's I-L-L-U-M-E-L-U-T-S dot com and enter promo code LEVELUP, L-E-V-E-L-U-P to save 15% off your purchase. Um, okay. So do you, um, I'm trying to think like when the inspiration strikes, like, do you just create (laughs) a single reel or are you like batching? 
Oh, yes. That is another big tip I give people is to batch. Like some people always come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I love how you're doing reels. Like I struggle, like finding the time to do it. And my immediate response is always batch, batch, batch. Like if you were to look at my drafts, I constantly have anywhere from three to 15 reels sitting in my phone, just ready to post. And before reels were even a thing, I would have my content planned out for the next week or two. And being a videographer, I'm sure we can all agree. It's hard to just have posts in general since we're hired to only make a wedding film. But since reels came out, my content calendar is scheduled out for the next four to eight weeks. And that's a mix of IGTV videos, carousel posts, short video teasers, and reels. So yeah, when I tell people to batch, it's just sit down. It takes me like two hours and I can sit down and probably bust out like five to six reels in just two hours. And I do that like once a month maybe, or once every two weeks. Like I feel like finding that time is a lot easier than just going on it every single day and trying to just make one when you're ready to post one, you know, like really utilize the whole drafts library and just batch a bunch. And that way you're just like, okay, I'm out of reels. Now let me just find one day in the next week or two to just sit down and make a bunch more. Yes. No, I love it. And, um, I've, Previously, I don't really sell it anymore, but I've had like an Instagram masterclass. And that was like one of the biggest things I always taught was like, go through and make like all of your Instagram posts, use an app, like a third party app, like, um, Planoly or I use later and schedule out all your Instagram posts for like a month or whatever. Mm. That way you don't have to think about it. And like a lot of those apps like auto publish. So I know mean, it's a little different for reels. Like you do have to go in and like publish, but that's actually good mm -hmm. because I'm sure you're getting tons of engagement. And like the number one rule of Instagram is to like stay active on the app as you're getting engagement to keep boosting it. If you want that exposure. So yeah, you don't need like a third party app for that. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to dissect the whole like uploading of a reel and like think about all the elements and get your input mm -hmm. on each one. Okay. So the next one I want to talk about is the, um, the cover image. Um, and yes. how you that. And then after that, I want to talk about captions and hashtags. So let's do cover image. Like, what do you do for that? Okay. Cover images. So this is also something that I've just like went on my stories and kind of talked about because this kind of goes back into the whole, I'm a videographer and I wasn't hired to take pictures at a wedding. And what I do though, is I do take pictures because I need pictures. I need pictures for my website. I need pictures for my guides. I need pictures like literally everywhere I go, BTS. And so with reels, it's super important that I capture a cover image of the video itself, like for the wedding video, but also I'm thinking like for reels too. So I'll flip my camera around, put it in picture mode and start taking some like vertical pictures at this wedding. And so when I make like two or three reels just from this one wedding, when I get home, I have like 20 pictures to choose from, you know? And so this is kind of like, oh gosh, like you're that person that will just take pictures and get in the photographer's way. And I was scared about that. Like, you know, like, okay, well, I'm here taking pictures of photographers, like going to feel like I'm stepping on their toes. So I went on my story and did this giant poll and had this big discussion with all my photographer friends and was like, so how do we feel about that? Like, is everyone okay if I were to take pictures at a wedding or if any videographer were to take pictures at a wedding? And like 99% of everyone said yes. I feel like the 1% that said no was like people who, I don't know, like weren't even following me. So, okay. Everyone pretty much said yes, because they were like, okay, think of it this way. The photographer now is trying to get on reels too. And they're going to pull out their phone and start taking videos. 
of the wedding and they're going to make their own reel of the wedding. So who are they to tell you no to take pictures? So to be transparent, when I go to a wedding, my main focus is the video. That's what I was hired for. It was to make them a beautiful highlight film. So when I take pictures, I'm talking like not even like a hundred raws. Like it's mainly when we go to do the sunset portion, like I have my harness on, I got my two cameras and one camera is really dedicated to just taking pictures. So I'll just pull it up and snap in between some moments and hopefully a couple turn out. And that's what I use for the cover image. So the cover image for my reels, I have an entire workflow for this. So I go home, I edit the pictures that I did take at the wedding. Now with photographers, like going back to the whole Instagram thing, all they agreed to was saying, if you do take pictures at a wedding, don't give it to the clients. That's it. Use it for your own marketing. Use it for your own things. Use it for your real cover images. Just don't give them to the client. But I said, absolutely, that makes sense. Okay, so quickly had to throw that out there. But yes, so for the real cover image, I edit the ones I like. And I usually end up with only like five to like 20, you know, at most. And so, and then I upload it into Canva. Canva is like this drag and drop graphic design thing. You don't need to pay for it. You can just get a free account and I have a template in there called real cover and it's like the vertical 1920 by 1080 dimension and I just drag and drop the photo I want and then I put a text over it so that's something that we talked a lot about over clubhouse was putting titles on your real covers because unlike tiktok they're not moving you know what I mean? So you can have a static image in your reels library. If someone were to ever be like, oh man, like I remember that one viral reel she did, like which one was that? They can easily find it in my reels library because in Canva, I put the picture, I put a text overlay just saying like what the reel was about. So if it was a trendy audio, I'll just say like whatever the main words I said, you know, or if it's an education one, I said why you need to hire a DJ as my title, you know, things like that. And then I upload that as the cover. So it's just super easy for people to find. It looks super clean when you go to the Reels tab on my page. And yeah, so I just encourage everyone to literally, especially if you're a videographer, it's okay if you need to take photos for real cover images because you don't want to use video stills. It's just the quality isn't as good. And if you're picking a photo um, that way, also, if you pick a photo, you can upload it to your planner grid app. So you said what you use Planoly. I use um, Feed Preview and I never upload from Feed Preview. It's just so I can see. So when I make my real cover image in Canva, I just upload that straight into my planner app and I could see how that looks. And so I've just been pulling like old photos from styled shoots, current wedding photos. Like if it is a real from that wedding, then I'll use a wedding photo. I don't know. So yeah, it's, Definitely, definitely take pictures, like, like make it look like as if it was your normal feed because real libraries can look like your feed. You know what I mean? If you actually make it look pretty, it just looks so much better that way. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I love it. This is like very a high level of intention. You're not just scrubbing through <laughs> your video and choosing a random frame to have. Yeah, no, as, never, never. Yes. Okay, cool. That is perfect. That's the information I was looking for. Okay. So um, pivoting really quick. I, would, I do want to talk about captions. We're giving people yes. like a step-by-step guide here. I so. know. <laughs> uh, okay. So I do this, don't do this. <laughs> yes. I know exactly. It's so helpful. Thank you. Uh, okay. So you have the option of having your reel on your main Instagram grid. 
Do you have a rule of thumb here for yourself and your own business? Like, do they all get thrown up on the grid? Do you only put some on the grid? Like which ones, like, how are you qualifying this? Like for me, um, I've only ever posted my work. And so they go on my grid because it matches like my aesthetic overall. Um, Mm -hmm. I've never done like a pointing at words, like one, Um, but I'm just trying to think like, if you have a rule of thumb here. Okay. So I know just a couple months ago, I feel like education is always changing about real specifically with this topic too. A couple months ago, I heard a lot of people say you need to post it on your feed. So there is a button that says also share to feed and that goes on your main feed. Right. Um, what that does is it puts it on normal, like normal people on the normal feed of people. Like when you're scrolling, it puts it on there. If you put it to your main feed, if you don't do that and you just let it sit on reels, then it's only going to be found on reels. So my biggest suggestion is that you always post it on your feed so that it shows up on people's like 24 hour feed. You know, that's what just what people call it. But here's the thing. Instagram is pushing reels so hard that they're not just showing the last 24 hours of your stuff. I have seen my friends reels that they made like two weeks ago, all of a sudden show up on my scrolling feed. If they would have taken it down from their profile grid, like, cause you know how you could go back and you could say remove from profile grid and then it'll just sit on your reels library. I heard a lot of people telling people, well, post it on your profile grid, keep it there for 24 hours and then take it off and just put it back in your reels library. Because if it doesn't look good on your profile grid, then you'd want to put it back in your reels library, right? Well, actually don't do that. Make your reel cover images work with your profile grid so that you don't ever have to take it off. And it always stays on both things, your profile feed. I don't know. There's so many names for this profile feed and your reels feed. So it can be found in so many different places and Instagram will push it in all different ways in the newsfeed and the reels library. Like if you were to take it off, then it won't show up in people's feeds. It'll only be found in one place, whereas like two places, you know? So if you want it to be seen more, keep it there. And that brings me back to the last point of make your images just make your real cover images work with your profile grid. Love it. Okay. Yeah. So that, that is so good. And so I'm actually scrolling through your, Scrolling through your um, main um, feed, and it looks like you have very intentionally placed text, um, any text mm-hmm. and fonts outside of like the main square. So it's a it's a yes. 1080 by 1920 vertical image, and the square mm-hmm. makes up the center 1080 by 1080 square. So if you place yeah. texts and titles outside of that main center square, it's not going to show up on your um, on your main grid, like when you first clicked your profile. Mm-hmm. So just something to note for people listening. So you can kind of get like a visualization. She was like, Oh, put titles, but it's not showing up on her main, her main grid. Like you can't even see it unless you flip over to the, um, to her reels specific like grid. So actually they did an update. So if you scroll down low enough in my reels feed, you could see that my texts weren't always at the top. Some of them were in the middle and those ones I was just like, oh, you know, I just kind of want to throw this up, but I wasn't super into like putting it on my profile just yet. This was before I kind of knew things, but now you could put your text like either at the very top or at the very bottom. That would work the best because now Instagram, when you go to upload a reel, there's an option that says crop the image, like crop the profile image. And it'll let you go in and pick which part of the 1920 by 1080 picture that you want. So it doesn't necessarily have to be at the top. It could be at the bottom. I mean, 
try to avoid the middle because then you can't like not miss it, I guess. But yeah, I always just throw mine at the top so it looks clean. And yeah, and then I've only ever had to adjust that like the middle square, just a hair every now and then. Perfect. Okay. So, um, I don't want this to be like a crazy long episode because it's already one where people are going to be wanting to like take notes on, um, or re-listen to if they're listening to this while driving, but, um, okay. This will be like the last point, um, captions, captions and hashtags. Um, first of all, I feel like regular posts on Instagram, just like standard posts, like the caption is really important. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people kind of neglect that area, but I feel like reels are a little bit different because you can take a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you can say more through a reel than just like a standard post. So how are Mm -hmm. you captioning things? Are you being as like lengthy of captions as you might for a regular feed or like a grid post? And then are you hashtagging it? Okay. So short answer. Yes, I do hashtag the reels. Um, I stopped for like a minute. I was like, oh, you know, I don't really see the point in hashtags until someone said, oh my gosh, I found you through a hashtag. And I saw that I was trending on like hashtag wedding videographers. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to continue hashtagging. So yes, (laughs) keep hashtagging. Apparently it does do something. So yes, keep your hashtags. Um, To answer captions, um, yes, it really depends on the type of reel. If it's an education reel, I will literally reiterate what I said in the reel into the caption. Just because like with Instagram, because they're trying to be more of an SEO thing, they want your text in all places, your comments, your caption, your real text overlays to all match. So that when someone searches for whatever your keywords are, then you'll pop up. So Yes, I would have your caption match whatever your reel is talking about. If it's something trendy and funny, I just put something super short and sweet, like, ha, 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 this is so funny. Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously not that, but like, like the one I just posted, it was like a funny audio that I put. And then I like the text overlay was like what I tell my second shooters. And then in the caption, I was like, ha, 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 this happened to me and my second shooter last weekend at Faith's wedding. Like, I don't know. That, that was really just the caption. So yeah, I would just try your best to reiterate what your reel is talking about. So Instagram can push like it's SEO and yeah. Okay. This has been amazing. I, I personally can't wait to try out reels a little bit more. I need to like hop on that bandwagon because I feel like the ROI is definitely there and it probably it is. is not as much of a time commitment as I feel like it is. Um, but before we end the interview, do you have any, um, like pieces of advice or wisdom that you want to share with the listeners? It can be Instagram reels or, um, anything else you want to share. Yeah, I do have one more thing that I like to be transparent with people about reels. Some things I've learned is that sometimes it is just random luck when a reel goes viral. Like there are some reels where I personally am so proud of it and it's super creative and high quality, but it'll only get a couple thousand views. And then a totally random reel that took me like two minutes to make goes viral and I get a couple hundred thousand views. So that's just one thing. The few reels that have gone viral-ish for me Like, what does even viral mean? I don't know. Does that mean a million views? I don't know. I mean, I just consider the ones that have hit a couple hundred thousand to be viral. But anyways, um, that have popped off weeks after I posted it. So 
if you immediately post your reel and it just like it you think it flopped after like you know the 24 hours and you're like oh this only got like a thousand views you never know that happened to me and then two weeks later all of a sudden instagram just starts pushing it and it jumps to like eighty thousand or a hundred thousand or twenty thousand like i don't know it's so weird when it pops off and honestly i just tell people it's luck because i don't understand that certain algorithm why all of a sudden this old reel is getting pushed so I hope someone else knows, but that's, I just like to be transparent with that. And if it does go big, um, there is something I do like to tell people is that if it goes big, kind of like TikTok, you're going to get people who don't follow you, who are going to troll your reel and just bash on you. And that was something that I struggled with with reels because I'm someone that's seen as someone who consistently makes reels and people are like, oh, real queen, you know, and I'm like, oh, thanks. But that comes with some downfalls. If you're if you're someone who does not take like mean comments very well, just just be prepared for that, because I wasn't I started getting trolls when my reels started hitting like just over 10,000 views. That's when I start getting people in my comments like this is so stupid. You're stupid. This is dumb. Um, you don't know what you're talking about. This is wrong. Like, you know, and I'm like, ah, and it was hard for me to comment back to them or ignore them or, you know, and after a lot of encouragement from my followers, they're just like, no, you know, just keep it up. Like they don't even follow you. They don't mean anything, you know, like it's just, it just comes with it. And I know I have some friends who are very consistent with reels too. And they say the same thing. They get massive trolls. So it's just something that comes with reels. If you're really wanting to get into it, just, just a friendly heads up that it will happen. It happens to the best of us. And you know, it only means good things because you know, your viral's going or your reels going big. And, um, when someone comes at you with the hate comments, you know, you're doing something right because they're just jealous and they don't want to do it for themselves. So they'd rather just leave a nasty comment. So yeah, but also with that, not to leave on a bad note, also with that, you just get so much positive encouragement from new followers who will reach out to you and be like, oh my gosh, like, I love your stuff. Keep it up, please. Like, I want to learn more. I want to see more. And that's what keeps me going. So yeah, I just like to always throw that out there. <laughs> that's great. And I mean, honestly, um, negativity and negative comments, at least is boosting the algorithm, right? I that's mean, right. That's what people were like. They were like, oh, that's engagement. Like comment back to them. And I'm like, oh, that just feeds the fire, but it feeds the engagement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Alicia, this has been amazing. Um, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you online so that they can check out your masterful reels? Yes. So you can find my Instagram at Alicia Films. Alicia is spelled A-L-E-S-I-A. That has been a lifetime struggle because of A-L-I-C-I-A, but no, it is A-L-E-S-I-A <laughs> and then Films. And that's where you can find me on Instagram. Perfect. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And hopefully we can meet in person sometime in the future. I know. Yes. Let's do it, please. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. I want to hear from you, my listeners. What topics do you want to hear about on the podcast? Head on over to my Instagram at the level up co and send me a DM with topics you'd like to hear about. 
As always, I would love it if you left a review for the podcast wherever you're listening. That goes a long way in helping more people find the show. And until next time, friends, just keep pushing forward.